Hey everybody, welcome to the Game Off Podcast. This is episode 36. This week we got a showcase featuring Paper Mario, the Origami King, and Other Side with a C in the middle there. I'm your co-host Brent, a.k.a. Arcadia, along with... Uh, Andy, a.k.a. Solitaire. Cool, hey, it's Andy. Hey, hey. we're going to do a fireside chat before we talk about the showcase. You ready for that? I am. I'm Let's just diving it. right in. I don't know why I'm on a mission. Just yeah. go right on into we'll it. Fuck it I don't care how you're doing, Andy. We're, I, I have serious questions. You're not, you're not letting you're not letting me steal this at all. Like, no, can't let Andy talk about how he's doing. <laughs> Got to get right into it. Cut Nobody wants to know. We we need to stay upbeat. If they if they hear about your <laughs> amputation, this might be a rough rough episode to get through. Uh, <laughs> do you, when was the last time you bought a physical piece of media like a video game? Or um, DVD. Oh, that's that's a tricky question. So let me think. <laughs> um, I'm not going to count books. That's fair. Um, because I buy those frequently. Uh, I bought a copy of some regular show game for the 3DS that I found at a dollar <laughs> store. Maybe about six months ago. Uh, and I also bought a copy of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance for Xbox 360 at that same dollar store that same amount of time ago. So that, that's what it was called, right? Rising yeah, Revengeance? Metal Gear Rising colon Revenge Revengeance. That is the one. <laughs> Those are real words. <laughs> yeah. uh, beyond that, um, I, th- I think... I don't know when the last time I bought a DVD or a CD was. I'm, I'm looking around hoping that I'll spot one on a shelf <laughs> somewhere and be like, oh, right, that. I bought the Oblongs complete series on DVD. Yeah, but I don't really know when the last time I bought anything other than a couple of games because they were at a dollar store. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? Actually, I bought Ring Fit oh, yeah, last I guess year, you, you need which we covered on this show, physically. because you had to buy it. To get the yep, that was it though. Yeah. That, that's all I've really bought in the last five years, ten years for physical media. Yeah, it's uh crazy how quick how that you? transition to digital's happened. Um, I I I actually bought uh, Persona Five Royal as physical, um, but before mm. that, it, it had honestly been probably about a year. Um, I had bought Judgment physical because i have like all the yakuza's and steel books so i figured judgment would look nice with that um but other than that like i basically avoid it and i was someone that had uh like obsessively collected uh like dvds and blu-rays and you know game like physical games forever and so like it didn't really occur to me how naturally this transition happened to the digital era until people were really really angry about the the uh, the Xbox Series X optimized logo on on the front of game cases. I don't know. Have you heard anything about this? <laughs> no, I haven't. Well, so to to be absolutely fair, it is originally i guess they're changing it now but it was originally huge like just this huge like fucking hexagonal thing looked like fucking a a rupee from legend of zelda and in the middle it said like xbox series x and it was probably honestly like like eight percent of the 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 cover of 
these new games that were coming out. And every time a new game was coming out for Xbox, you'd see like the the art and it'd be like, what you're covering half of the fucking this beautiful print that like people threw poured their their heart and soul into. And so like that part I absolutely get. And then it got to the point where it's like, oh well, like how am I supposed to display my game cases? Like I, I look at it all the time. And it's like, wait, do you? Is this something we're actually concerned <laughs> about? Is like leaving it on our shelf face forward and like it's it just like this giant obnoxious thing which it is like that facing you all the time like that that's enough to dissuade you from buying physical media and yeah it's it's just been a, a weird week of reflections on how strange the gaming industry sort of gets about things like this you know i i kind of get it though it, from a different perspective of movie edition book covers yes or what bothers me even more than the movie edition book covers are when you have what's meant to look like a sticker but is part of the image that says now a series on netflix and like i I saw even though none none of my books that are that are behind me in this bookcase can I see the cover of them? There's some that I know instinctively. That one has a big thing on it that says, watch the new series on ABC. And it just fills me with rage. I understand completely. And I, I think part of that is like, like I didn't discover this early enough to be cool. So, right. <laughs> so I have this tainted so everyone's copy. Everyone's going to think that I bought this because of the movie. Yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> not at all. That's definitely not what happened with my copy of Dune that says that little fucking badge that I can't peel off because it's part of the, the the cover that says going to be a major mo- motion picture eventually. When in reality is absolutely why I bought that book. <laughs> I wanted to read it before the movie came out. But there is definitely a shame that comes with that. Yeah, everyone's going to look at that and like, oh, you only wanted it because of the Everyone. movie. Every single person. Every, I'm going to look at it and like, oh, yeah, you just, mm-hmm. okay. I, I get you now. Oh, hey, I got to go. Uh, funny story. I cat's <laughs> missing, I guess. I telepathically sense that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how many people go into our bookshelves and just pull off books off the shelf because that's that happens frequently. You know, it's it's funny that actually does happen to me with some with some uh, oh, frequency. Really? But you've seen like I have that big wall of books yeah, in yeah. my basement, so it, it it ends up like drawing people and they want to just go poke. <laughs> I understand. And for me specifically, I don't hang on to books after I read them. I get rid of them and just mail them off. With, other than maybe one shelf, you know, one little three foot wide shelf of books that I keep to reread, but everything else I just read mm-hmm. and get rid of it. So people come, Oh, how is this? But oh, I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> and that's just every book they grab. What about this? And I haven't read any of these books, which makes me look like even more of a poser. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> I've just got a, a thousand books behind me. Oh, I haven't read a single one of them. Of course they're like, so these are just for show then it's like, no, I, I want to read them. It's like, well, when it's like, I don't know. When do you have time to read books? <laughs> Do you really think I have novelizations of Robotech for show? <laughs> you think that's what I've got? You think that's what I'm doing? You think I've got Warhammer books here to make you look cool? 
Fran Drescher's Enter Whining? You think I put that up here to pull? <laughs> Definitely doesn't have the same appeal as like a uh, leather-bound Marie Antoinette or something. No, I got I got nothing leather-bound oh. behind me. It's all oh, garbage. Oh, you're one of those. And that's yeah. <laughs> I, gotta go. I I I only I only buy po- garbage <laughs> books. It's like my taste in games. It's only trash. <laughs> yeah. So I guess in in that in that aspect, I kind of understand the the frustration with the the covers of things being ruined. I always liked when games would do the like they'd have the clean, pristine art cover on yes. the inside of the insert. That was always really cool when games would do that, or they'd even give you a mm-hmm. couple of them. More games yeah, should do that. Definitely should. I I also have like a semi really weird beef with that because I think that the spine is like the part that I have to see the most. So that should sort of fall in line with everything else. So I flipped out the cover of judgment right on topic. And it's this like really nice, like white background with just like the character on it. It looks pretty sharp, um, but it always stands out on the shelf because they didn't put like the PS4 uh, like thing on the spine. <laughs> so it's like, it was effectively like bleached to my eyes. So even though it looked objectively better and I did this with Bioshock infinite too, it had like that nice orange uh, inside and yeah, I just had to flip it back cause uh, cause it looks stupid on the shelf. Neat. The part that I could actually see, guess I can't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, well, that also falls into that thing. Um, uh, Aaron, my wife uses a service called chat books. They're not a sponsor. I'm not plugging them here. Um, but the idea is that they go through your social media and like your Instagram and every X number of things that you post, like I think it's like 60, they actually print a physical uh, bound book with those pictures and the captions you wrote and send it to you. Oh, So you've got this like collection of essentially your, your social media feed, your Instagram photo feed that you have as physical books you can flip through, which is kind of neat. And... They, she's got like 30 of them. She started, she signed up for the service whenever they first offered it. And so she's gotten like 30 of them over the years and they just now switched to a different design on their oh, binding. No. <laughs> so she's got 30 of them that are all identical. <laughs> and now the last two are this new, like different font, all the information's in a different order. There's a different logo on it. And it's just like, fuck <laughs> you. Come on. Stick with it guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's brutal. You don't think anyone would have had an issue with this? Fuck, <laughs> say, come on. <laughs> Clearly you guys aren't using your own service. I'm disappointed. Yeah, exactly. What the hell is wrong with you? Bunch <laughs> yeah, of bastards. I, I could honestly go on this topic all day because I think of like I could think of like five examples of this shit happening to me, but I uh, <laughs> will let this one die, I guess. Yeah, I guess I guess that's fair. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's, as we transition into the digital era, it'll be <laughs> more and more interesting to see what we All do. Right. That w- that's, where, that's where we started from, we, 15 pivots <laughs> later. Yeah, it's just us griping about our little, like, uh, idiosyncras- personal idiosyncrasies. You know, the one downside with the, or w- the one, there's many downsides with, the, with a full digital era, but I, I worry about it in the sense of archiving. You know, that it becomes as things become more and more digital, it's it's less likely that you're going to be able to find it in future yeah. if you don't already have it. 
Whereas like now I, there are physical copies of games that exist that like, there's just, there are copies of legend of Zelda that Mm. exist. I know that they will degrade over time and get damaged, but they don't require anything else to play them. Yes. Whereas like stuff through steam or GOG or anything else requires other services and servers and authenticators and always online servers that, you know, to, that make it more difficult than just here is a game on a cartridge or here is a game on a CD. Yeah, yeah, it, it is sort of scary because a lot of games get delisted for various stupid reasons, from like music licenses to like publishers shutting down. And it would be a real shame to just like never be able to play a game that you wanted to play. Like, I know a lot of people never got a chance to play Kingdoms of Amalur, which is a good game. came out, like, last generation of consoles. It got delisted after, you know, all the fraud business with the uh, <laughs> with Kurt Schilling. <laughs> um, and so a lot of people couldn't buy it digitally for a long time, and they were just scavenging for physical copies. They did still release physically mm-hmm. back then, but over time there was less, and there was straight-up scarcity. And nowadays, there's all sorts of, like, uh, there's a lot of prohibitive uh, things that go into, like, making physical editions of games. So most games nowadays, literally most games, don't have physical editions. So it'd be a really dark timeline where a game gets delisted and there was never a physical edition. You can just never play it. Yeah, it's it will happen with some games. I watched a video from... um uh lgr for the game dark spore if you remember that one back in the 2000s uh vaguely yeah yeah and that one required a server to play or a server to authenticate and play even single player so you just even if you've got it the game just gone <laughs> yeah, you can't play gone. it sorry it's gone <laughs> no no more game anymore like, oh yeah shit shit okay that's great <laughs> Can we still play Blink? Is that is that server up still? Blink or Brink? Brink? It wasn't Brink the skateboarding movie <laughs> on Disney. Is that with uh, with uh, Eric Von Detten? Maybe. I I always think the game is not the same name as that movie. I, I believe that be. Brink the the game the highly successful parkour <laughs> shooter from Bethesda is named after and inspired by the Disney Channel original okay, movie so Brink, starring Eric Von Detten about rollerblading. <laughs> I'm sorry, inline skating, because rollerblading is a copyrighted term. News to me. Yeah. yeah. I guarantee those servers are down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a physical copy of that game. What do? What do? But, thankfully, Brink is available on Disney+. Plus. Honestly, you just sold me on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> you finally get you can watch that in xenon girl the 21st century without having to pirate it i, I know this is gonna be a, a bit of a risque take but is disney plus the most garbage streaming service or do i just not get it every time i go on there there's nothing to no watch. like i haven't found a single thing i wanted to watch are you are you looking for disney things to watch because like that's because like, if you're looking for sopranos it's not gonna oh be you know what that's right. <laughs> what about the shield? No, no, the shield either. The, the wire spelled four different ways. Like, I know it's on here. 
Okay. I mean, like, if you want to watch Aladdin, it's on there. Do you want to watch Aladdin? Oh, no. Okay. Um, do you want to watch Xenon the sequel, <laughs> which is the sequel to Xenon Girl of the 21st century? I, I'm curious how that got made. So more than Aladdin. Or, or Smart House. Smart House. <laughs> Jesus, that's like starting to get in, into like my youth. Goodness. Yeah. Oh man, I was I was around for everyone's youth. <laughs> Father Time. That <laughs> since time immemorial, <laughs> I've been watching children's television. <laughs> it oh, is my gift and curse. Oh God, I gotta I gotta get you out of the spiral. <laughs> this is this is now a Paw Patrol fan cast. Uh, I thought that was canceled. Uh, that's a risky topic. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> hey, Andy, you want to talk to us about uh, uh, fuck, Paper Mario, the Origami King? Yeah, I could talk about that. Do you have ex- much experience in Paper Mario? I played Paper Mario, and then I played Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, both on GameCube, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that was it. I haven't played one in a yep. long time. You have played the two really good oh, ones. Perfect. Um, the, the series has kind of floundered a bit since then and lose, lost its way. It's not really an RPG anymore. There's no leveling of any kind what? of way. You don't really have partner mechanics anymore. What are you It's definitely about? gone in a lot of weird directions. Um, and their obsession and Nintendo's obsession with stationary just kind of continues to permeate as i think the last two paper mario games were about paint and stickers <laughs> and now this one's about origami <laughs> so just that kind of continues to permeate through all these games paper mario is kind of an adventure game at this point man the 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 general premise is the origami, this origami guy who wants to be king, the origami king shows up and he just starts folding people into origami, which creates this really cool, like, um, I'm trying to think of what to, to compare it to, but like, like their brains have been taken over and they talk in kind of a weird monotone, almost like a body snatchers oh, vibe. Oh yeah, they, they've been assimilated. Yes, yeah, and it's, that's that's the one, like assimilated um, and they fight you and they've they're kind of they want you to be folded into allow yourself to be folded into reach your full mm. potential it's it's well written much like all the other paper mario games it's very well written <laughs> the dialogue is clever and funny i've laughed out loud quite a few times um you once the the kingdom gets folded and the castle gets covered in streamers and shot off onto a hill kind of like the scene in aladdin when genie lifts the castle and puts it on top of the hill now streaming on <laughs> disney plus then you have to go around and untangle all the streamer to get all the streamer off the castle so you can go save the world or the castle. You are partnered up with a little origami dude who's, she's helping you out on your way and she is the Mario partner that has all the facial expressions and emotion. (laughs) The general gameplay is kind of walking around this world, hopping, you know, jumping up and down on things in more of a... I don't even know what to, to compare it to. It's because it's not really a Mario game in the sense of like platforming to get up to high areas. It's it's kind of more like the the low key areas of Mario Odyssey, or the crap planets in Mario Galaxy. Oh, oh. all all of them. Like the like you're jumping, but there's not a lot of jumping. It's it's a lot more like trying to figure out 
where to, it's actually I, I could compare it to like Luigi's Mansion. Oh, okay. Like you're exploring an area and you can interact with things using your hammer and this this ability you have to throw confetti, but there's not puzzle platforming, there's not quick run jump dive, triple jump to get <laughs> okay. up to areas. It's it's more like the 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 uncharted slash modern adventure where it's just these giant yellow ladders that if you missed it you'd be, you know, <laughs> maybe go to the eye doctor. <laughs> Kind of, a little bit. Um, you've got a hammer. You inter- you hit, use it to interact with the the uh, environment, finding people that have been folded, and then hitting with the hammer to flatten them out. So that now they're flat paper people again. And you find other little things. There there are holes in the world, like the world is made out of paper, and it looks like people have just torn pieces of the paper mm-hmm. off. And you find confetti everywhere that you adorably throw up into the air, and it lands over these holes, slowly kind of making like a paper mache mask over it until it heals it. Literally healing the world like Michael Jackson wanted (laughs) us to. And you collect more confetti and do that. And that's very satisfying, filling in all the little gaps uh, around the area and and opening up areas with that. It's very, very much like the exploration in like a Luigi's Mansion type game. Uh, The battling is where it stops. It really stops being... Anything like you remember from Paper Mario. Because you don't level at all. You don't have a party. And the battling is a puzzle. No, you're physically hurting me right now. I know, Uh. I know. Um, The puzzle puzzle is a good puzzle. I I will give them that it is a cleverly done puzzle. Imagine a dartboard, right? Where you have the concentric circles and then you have the lines going through it splitting it up into like eight different slices of pie yeah you know what i'm saying i think so so you're in the middle of this dartboard essentially in the bullseye and the enemies show up in on the little quadrants all around you from that concentric circle and you rotate the concentric circles to get them into formations so that the specific aoe of your attacks will hit them Mm mm-hmm is that, is, that, is that making sense? Yes. It, it's a very clever puzzle, and I could see another game doing very well with it. Or, conversely, just a simple puzzle game on mobile or something. Because it, it is fun to solve. But th- the problem is for... is You'll sit down and you'll play it, and for hours, it's not like... All right, you, know, you know Puzzle Quest? Yes. Puzzle Quest, you're not solving a board. You're just finding the best possible move at that moment mm-hmm. in time, right? This is not that. You are solving the board. You're looking at them and figuring, okay, how do I... I have two moves I can make. What what moves do I make to get them into the right formations? So there is a correct answer. It's not, all right, here are all these guys on the dartboard. How do I arrange them into the best possible for this one moment? Yeah, so theoretically, the entire game could be like just just solved by a walkthrough or something like that then assuming that the puzzles are not randomly generated yeah Hmm. like you're going through and the puzzles are solvable puzzles which was disappointing to me especially like i expected as i was going on for them to kind of become just a make the best of a bad situation or make the best situation you can out of what's in Hmm. front of you but at least from where where i am in the game right now that has not happened i will admit i've not finished the game but so far, I have not run into anything 
that resembles a here are just enemies advancing on you, do what you can. Kind of disappointing. Again, especially if you were a fan of older uh, older Paper Mario games. Because this is very much nothing like that other than in visual style and um, writing. Is there any good news? (laughs) It looks gorgeous. Nintendo continues its track record of knowing exactly how to make the best looking games on their hardware to the point where, you know, it's just, it's such, they have such command over their own system and and what they can do visually that it looks better than a lot of third party games on better systems that are trying to do more just because they, they know exactly how to make this look perfect. And it does it very nice. Their creature design is, is fantastic. uh, As far as just the way that they made these guys, these little origami, Mario characters that you already know immediately recognizable and unique looking in, in origami is really neat, but it, it is definitely, it's far removed from thousand year door. Mm. I really, really hoped that when they announced this, this would be a uh, return to form. I'm so, I am sad. It is not, it is not a, I, I don't think you could argue in any way that this is a return to mm. form. Um, I, I'm liking it better than I did sticker star which is the last one of theirs I played. But I also remember hearing that Sticker Star was pretty widely disliked. (laughs) So... Yeah. I I did actually play a little bit of that, and it was kind of of odd. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I will say that is... It was a real breath of fresh air is I was playing through it, and about 15 minutes in, you get to your first motion control section. Okay. And I hate motion controls. I think they're dumb in 90% of games other than games that are designed around motion controls like Beat Saber <laughs> or Wii Sports like games that focus entirely around motion controls but games where it's 5 to 10% of your interactions is just dumb it's dumb and I hate Nintendo for doing it in every of their fucking games since the Wii thankfully after whinging and whining and swearing at the game for a minute, I went into the settings. You could just turn motion controls oh, off. Oh, beautiful thing. Entirely. That was incredible. <laughs> and I would gladly spend, I'd buy another full game right now that was just turn off motion controls in all other games you own. <laughs> if that was an option, I could just pay them $60 and they'd get rid of motion controls and all the other games of theirs I own. I would, I would pay it right now. I wouldn't even stop recording with you. I would be typing in my credit card info right now. Need, need one of those old uh, Game Boy uh, game hack things that you could put the cartridge into the thing. <laughs> yeah, get a Game Shark or game a Game Shark, Genie. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. But as, as, as we've discussed, I don't have physical media anymore. Uh. So I, I can't even do that. I can't even Game Shark my Switch games. <laughs> if that's even a thing that people do anymore. Truly is the darkest timeline. So I, one, of my, one of the questions I had about it was that uh, they, they, there seemed to be a merger of the, the Mario and Luigi and Paper Mario franchises, where they're getting just sort of closer and closer to each other. Um, that question is no longer pertinent, because you've pretty much answered it, and it's that Origami mm-hmm. King has gone off mm-hmm. on a tangent across the solar system, and these two franchises may never be seen again near each other. Um, are, are Do you know if they're still making these Mario and Luigi games? I don't remember when the last one was. What was, what was the last one? Mar, um, the dream one? 
Was it the one about dreams? I don't remember. There was the one where you went inside Bowser. Bowser's Inside the, Story. Looking at it Bowser's right now. Inside Story. And I, I think the, the last one was the one where Luigi goes to sleep and his dreams are magic. I think that was the 3DS one. Which is a real shame because those Mario Luigi games were fun. They were clever. Like, it felt like that was their opportunity to play with weird mechanics. Yeah. Yeah, and they... <laughs> I feel like they nailed all of them. Like my my only complaint was that they were usually too short. <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, twelve hour RPGs. Like, come on. <laughs> it was just nice to have them doing something weird. Yeah, I was I was like when Luigi Mario and Luigi does something weird. Yeah, <laughs> being inside a Bowser, pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, I I I wanted more for Paper Mario. A lot of. A lot of people like me sort of considered it the a second coming of like uh, like Mario RPG, but now it's now it's a different franchise entirely. Like I don't even know. It's, I'm I'm so flabbergasted. I have no words. <laughs> and uh, it was apparently there was one called Mario and Luigi Paper Jam on the 3DS. Oh, that was that was the last one. The one I was thinking of was Dream Team. Dream Team. See, I thought I played them all, but apparently I need to get caught up. Yeah, well, I think those were also ones that got, like, re-released frequently. Mm. Like, I think the the one where there was uh, the mini Mario and mini Luigi. Yeah. Was that, it might have just been Superstar Saga? I, I, th- I think there is some, some uh, marketing issues with all these franchises now, because they also released, like, a Paper Mario that was in the vein of a regular or an old school Mario game, didn't they? Oh god, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, it was, man, it was I don't like even Super know. Super Paper I, I Mario, keep... Paper Mario 3D. It's well, yeah, the, there was the one for the Wii U, I think. Would might have been Super Paper Mario. Yeah, maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. They they need to do a better job of just just getting these franchises into their own corners because everybody loves Mario and everyone loves these genre games. Uh, like if they did another uh, was a Mario and Rabbids game, I feel like it'd be pretty clear that that was a tactics game. But if they released that and it was like a dancing game, I feel like there'd be a riot. <laughs> Rightly so. They have a habit of coming up with interesting ideas and then bailing on them. Yeah. Or not like like they they come up with something and it's interesting and then they're like, all right, well try it again, but do it a little more. Like, no, let's go in a completely different direction. <laughs> Like what? But if you just did that one again, like you just gave that another shot, maybe you'd have something. Yeah. I really liked the Super Princess Peach game for the DS. Oh yeah, I forgot I, about that. I loved that. I hundred percented that. I remember really enjoying the platforming and the use of her little accessory bag and umbrella. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just got fucking. They're like, all right, well that's done. Yeah, that's done. Never to be spoken of again. <laughs> Yeah, they sort of did that to the, the WarioWare franchise, too. Like, they're re- still releasing games like WarioWare. They're just not releasing WarioWare anymore. Yeah, WarioWare. Yeah. I mean, I guess that what was that 1-2 Switch game was kind of in that vein. That's sort of what I like mean. Little, little micro games. Yeah, like, maybe they're just not confident in, like, that that those characters these characters in these genres or like these franchises and they they need to try new things 
I don't know, man. Disappointed generally. Would you, would you recommend this? Like, it sounds like if it wasn't Paper Mario, you might have enjoyed this more. Is that a fair statement? Yes. I would say this is the tough thing with these Nintendo games is because it is expertly put together. Mm-hmm. It is so tight. It is so well made. I've not, in almost every Nintendo game I've played on Switch, I've not run into a single bug or crash or thing where I wondered, like, was that intentional? Mm-hmm. Other than all of Animal Crossing, but that was all <laughs> intentional. It was just bad. Oh, no. But everything else I've played, I'm like, this, this is a tight game. It is very well thought out. Again, other than Animal Crossing. And there's a lot of love and care put into it. And it, they're all very joyful games. So I can't not recommend them because there's there's no reason not to recommend it. it it's a very well-crafted, enjoyable, joyful game that's going to give people a lot of fun. It just it wasn't Paper Mario. So yeah, I, I think to answer your question, yeah, it was... Uh, it, it drifts... Every Paper Mario game drifts further from what I remember Paper Mario being despite being well-made games. And this was, uh, no doubt, I, I enjoyed it a lot. And I will, I'm going to continue playing it. Uh, I will probably 100% it, because there's a lot of fun in finding all the things around there. It's just not... It's just not Paper Mario. I understand completely. Any final thoughts? Not really. No. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how we can fix this. <laughs> I don't know how we can fix this world we've created where Nintendo just kind of makes these weird decisions about their games and, and is never called to task on any of them. Yeah. It, it makes me sad because they make good games and they have a lot of potential. They own all these franchises and they do nothing with them. <laughs> can't, can't and wait. then they make these weird, like interesting games, but that are odd safe bets or odd pivots that I don't know what to do with. And I just like, just make another Paper Mario game, guys. Just just do that. Just make another Paper Mario game. And then just like just be normal. Yeah. For ten minutes. That I mean, that really says it all. It's like I when I heard there was a new Paper Mario game, I made so many presumptions about what the game was, and I was wrong about all of them. I came in with a series of questions. And none of them are pertinent because it's not even the <laughs> franchise that I'm familiar with. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it it calling it Paper Mario is disingenuous. Yeah, it's but cruel. it also wouldn't make sense if you didn't make it Paper Mario because the whole aesthetic is about being folded into origami. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing is they just really wanted to make an origami game and they were like, well, it's got to be Paper Mario, right? And it's like, no, it doesn't have to be. Like, just do it. But he's the paper one. He's the paper. He folds. He can go under doors and shit. (laughs) What if we just... Does anyone own the Flat Stanley license? (laughs) Can we just make a Flat Stanley game? Is Gumby close enough? I'd buy Flat Stanley in the Origami King. (laughs) Uh, Well, they like making money, so... Alright, well, uh, please look forward to... Paper, or uh, Mario Odyssey 2, which is probably going to be a fishing game. So, <laughs> shall shall we uh, proceed? Yeah, tell us. Um, answer the question of what the hell is Other Side? Other Side is a tactical roguelike game. You 
play as a series of characters, uh, much like you would in XCOM or something. Um, and it's definitely advisable to not get too attached to them because they're basically born to die. But yeah, it's 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 a game. It's it's very much like the Edge Lord of tactical games. It's uh, it's very monochromatic. Uh, a lot of a lot of blacks and grays with a touch, some touches of red. Um, you play in this this world that's on the other side of seemingly our world, and you're protecting something. Oh, like other side. I get yeah, it. yeah. The, I get it. The storytelling is very minimalistic would probably be generous it like tries to be in your face but it doesn't say anything so i don't know i wouldn't even say minimalistic <laughs> it's it's like don't oversell it <laughs> well the storytelling is like if it was like they saw dark souls and they were like let's do that but let's let's shout it at you that we're not doing you're not telling you anything it's like okay i i see so you're just always hearing all this like weird like like non-targeted dialogues like she's coming for us and shit like that all the time you're like i don't know what <laughs> who she is like why shut the fuck up just just be quiet <laughs> memories are hard it's like just shit like that all the time like i don't know what memories do you have kid like i don't understand <laughs> so oh i see you're, you're really selling me on this game now i want to hear more of that well the storytelling is definitely not the strong suit i will I'll, I'll I'll quickly wisp us away from that, but it's it's the um, so it's set up. Uh, if you're familiar with roguelikes, basically you die, you come back, you're probably better than you were before, unless you did had a really shitty run. So your runs will be called recollections, and you'll through the through the course of the game, like you'll you'll soup up your three main classes, and there's a fourth class later on, but for the most part, you're playing three classes. Gun girl, shield girl, and sword girl. All girls? Yeah, yeah. It, so you're playing... So the story revolves around the mother. And I, again, I'm being generous by calling it a story. Um, <laughs> you're going to say you're being generous by calling her a mother. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> well, even know. Fucking shots fired <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't know if she's... She's not really giving birth. She's, she's germinating these children. That's the term they use. And so she germinates children, and they come, and they fight for her, and they die for her, and you can sacrifice them, you can leave them to die. Also, it's it's pretty bleak most of the time. Um, mm -hmm. When you sacrifice them, they do it willingly, but then you hear them screaming and stuff like that. It's <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's a very disquieting game, I think uh, would be a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, you, you fight. Through the, the levels, you, you get mods for your skills. You get skills for leveling up. You can level up to 15, I believe, is the cap. I, I haven't actually hit the cap yet, so I'm not going to talk on my ass. Um, there's bosses every every level. I think there's a maximum of five bosses. They're very different. So I will say the combat is a mixed bag. The combat, it's since it's tactical, it's right down my alley, so I have to look at it a bit more objectively. Because I, I definitely enjoyed the game when it worked, but it's marred by so many like problems with just the general design. Like the targeting is all wrong. Like I don't know how you can fuck up targeting in a tactical RPG this badly. Yeah, how do you wait? So how does the I like the like 
it's bad aim, like the aim percentages are off, or like it's difficult to target things? It's difficult to target things. Like I still don't actually how? understand how it works. So how? I'll... What, what, this will be... A, this is an ex- actual example of what I do in every single fight. I will hit X to use a skill. The moving works. Moving's fine. You're not interacting with anything. You're just saying, go to this point. It's going to cost you this much AP. You have 100 AP by default. And when you get there, you want to use a skill. So you hit the skill, and it doesn't target anything. So you jangle it around. I'll, I'll do like a little spiral on my, my controller, and it'll pick something up. And then I realize that it's not the right guy. And so up until very recently, did I realize that you can cycle through guys with the bumpers. But before that, I would have to be hit B twice after it recognized that I was trying to use a skill, move the the box for the skill over near where the enemy I wanted to actually target was, hit X again, do a spiral on my thumb six so that it would pick him up, and then it would, and then I'd finally be able to hit A to use the skill. Does I that, hate everything you just described. Any of that make any fucking sense. Like... <laughs> I understood the words that you said and I can kind of visualize it, but I feel like I must be visualizing it wrong because it sounds so bad. <laughs> it's actually a nightmare. I wrote, this is the first time I've ever done this. I wrote three times in my notes for this game. Make sure you note how cancer the targeting <laughs> is because that's like, that's my primary experience with the game is being frustrated with the targeting. Again, I, f- I figured out eventually that you can r- bumper through and cycle it, but I still have to do half of what I just described to even target the first guy. So <laughs> it's not great. But once once you learn sort of the flow of the game, you can get some really cool situ or you can you can really execute some cool things. Um, I really enjoyed using the Blade Master, where I'll, I'll use this ability Sidestep, which I think is supposed to be defensive, but it's completely broken uh, value for movement. So I'll always <laughs> start with the Sidestep, which will give me like make me move like four or six boxes. That's buffed with a memory that I earned from killing something previously. So then suddenly I'll gain uh, additional attack damage. So. I can use that to get into range of an enemy, and I can use another ability called Lightning Strike, which will, like, basically be a charge attack. They're not a charge up, but, like, a charge two attack. So I'll go right to the enemy. That'll be padded with uh, another memory that I found that'll, like, decrease um, their their armor or something like that. So then I have this, this weakened enemy that I've just crossed half the battlefield to reach and attack and i have to make a decision because this is one of the things that uh the game is built around is this timeline i make a decision to continue attacking and use more ap and if you go under the 50 ap threshold um ap being action points um Mm -hmm. then i won't be able to attack again until the end of the timeline which will be 100 action points um so I can leave it at, you know, using half of my my action points and then be able to do something again halfway through the timeline. Or I can just offload on something sort of similar to Bravely Default. It reminded me of a little bit. I don't know if you ever played that. I did not know. So it's, Wait, yes, I did. 
Is it similar concept where you could default just like blow your next four moves, but then you can't do anything for four turns essentially. So if you got a boss weakened to X amount and you don't want him to attack again because that might be the fatal blow against you, you just offload everything you got, hope for the best, and you know maybe sometimes it works and sometimes you're standing there with your thumb up your ass for four turns. <laughs> that 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 very much happens in this game too, where it's just like, oh yeah, I just executed this guy from halfway across the map, and then dudes will be spawning up around me, and I'll be like, oh, I didn't plan this well. Um, so the, actually, question for you about the, before you go much further, is sure. the, how are the, like, how is the map set up? Is it like a Disgaea Final Fantasy Tactics thing? You've got kind of like a discrete 10 by 10 map? Mm-hmm. Is it a larger map, like a like an XCOM or a Gears Tactics? They're fairly discrete, small maps. Uh, a good example of a map would just be like the inside of a large church or something, where you'll have like, you know, it's the six pillars that you can use for line of sight, but otherwise it's like, you know, the, the whole map's probably like 80 by 80 squares. So 80 by 80? Wow. I That might be probably a bit less than that. I'm trying to think. Okay. I'd say, yeah, you know, that's probably substantially more than it is. Probably like 30 by 30. <laughs> that's a huge fucking map. Yeah, that's a big like. map. That's, that sounds more like an XCOM for sure. Um, yeah, I'd say probably more like 30 by 30, maybe 40 by 40 on bigger maps. Um, yeah, yeah, because movement's like pretty well fucking hindered. Like, like, that's a big reason why I like the Blade Masters. You can cover so much ground, but everyone else, it's like you can only cover like a, an eighth of the map without blowing your load, like I was saying, and using all 100 action points. But that sort of all leads to the crux of one of the things that I'm sort of really indifferent about with the game, and it's also like the crux of all the combat, is the timeline. The timeline is cumbersome at best. Um, It's well designed, but also it's kind of not fun to deal with. So I've recognized that they were really onto something, but it's like, like, oh God, planning around it is such a nightmare. Like you can use delayed abilities too, but the delayed abilities might go off after an enemy is already moving and you have to like play around with that. And then those enemies can also get like initiative boosts that'll make them go faster. So like delayed actions almost never went off at the right time. Like I, it was so infrequently worth it to use those abilities at all. Which also leads into another topic is there's certain builds that seem completely infeasible because characters will have just amazing abilities at like one tier, at like level three, level five, level seven, etc., etc. And like almost every class has like an obvious choice at those levels. Some some a bit more ambiguous, but I found myself building the exact same character and having two different parties of the same character doing uh, runs. So I think there's definitely some balance issues with abilities as well. Well, that's disappointing. Mm. This has been like a bit of a roller coaster of you because at the very beginning it sounded almost like it was a game I was going to be interested in. It's, and it's very much sounding like it's not anymore. I th- I think that's my biggest takeaway is this is a game that I would have to talk somebody into sticking out. Like once you learn all the weird like idiosyncrasies of the game and how it's just like strangely designed in stupid ways, like the the uh, the targeting obviously is a huge one, but also like 
you can't heal in the game. You either have to sacrifice or die and resurrect things. Um, so it's 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 a really hard sell, even to tactical fans. Like you really have to stick it out to get into it. Wait, what do you mean you can't heal? Like there's just no healing whatsoever during a battle? There's there's no healing whatsoever in a battle. There's not true healing outside of battle. Um, you can kill one of your other daughters to regenerate fully, and it'll also give them a permanent buff. So it's like, it's nice, but also you have to kill off one of the daughters and lose them forever. Um, and they Wait, all- Forever, like, until the end of, or just through that run, or that um, memory, or remembrance, or whatever you called it. Uh, recollection. Um, recollection. Forever, unless you resurrect them. And you have to resurrect them with tokens, and the tokens are extremely rare. So I've only kept two of the daughters throughout the game, and I've killed probably over a dozen at this point. So <laughs> you really cannot get attached to to the daughters because they are fodder. And also, you can't sacrifice them to heal the daughters unless they're the same level. So if you're using one daughter a lot and she's higher level than everyone else, just like my Blade Master, she just cannot be healed, period. There's no way to heal her. She has to die and be resurrected. Is that fun? It's, it's a bitch. It's not fun, per se. It, the game... The game opens up with its, like, edgelordy statement, and it's like, this game's supposed to be brutal. It's gonna be hard. And for the most part, it's not hard. If it was... If there was healing in the game, the game would not be hard at all. Uh, That's just, like, one of those artificial things that they sort of slapped on and said, this is how we're gonna make the game punishing. This one thing, and not, like, the actual combat. Because the only time I took damage was, like, when something spawned and then attacked me in the same round, and I'm like... Why is it doing that? Like, it can't normally do that. I don't understand the rules of the engagement in this game. It doesn't make sense. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. It's never good when it feels like you don't um, understand the rules of a tactics game. Yes. And that happened constantly in this game. There's there's definitely a lot of fun to be had if you really love tactics games like I do. And I still am playing the game, um, maybe against my better judgment. But I, I am enjoying it, and I'm I'm definitely getting my my sack ground in a little bit for doing so. Uh, oh, I don't like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm 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 sorry to editor for that noise I just made as well. That's <laughs> I apologize. Feel free to cut that. I don't like what you've described because unlike unlike Desperados three where. I could understand why I wouldn't like it, but I was still intrigued mm-hmm. and and I, I still plan on checking it out at some point. I can understand why I wouldn't like this and I'm not as intrigued or interested. <laughs> like it's, uh, I don't know. I, I love tactics games. Maybe I'll just play Fae Tactics instead. You haven't played that one yet, right? <laughs> no, I, I may need uh, a, uh, a mouth cleanser with that afterwards, <laughs> honestly. Um, or that was a Bug Fables, but I think that came out last year. Bug Fables. I'm, I don't know if I know that one. Yeah, that was another... Oh, no, that, that's, that's, I think, supposed to be like a... If you want to play classic Paper Mario, play Bug Fables. Interesting. 
I'll have to check that one out because look at that. I finally wanna... talk about my game during your game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suddenly I'm more interested in Paper Mario. It's still about me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, otherwise, my notes are just a list of bugs, and frankly, I feel like I've been down enough on this one. Um, very hard sell. Very hard sell. It, if if the aesthetic isn't incredibly appealing to you, and you don't love tactics games, la love big L, um, you will not like this game. Um, the roguelike aspect is sort of gets in the way of the tactics experience, I think. Uh. I think I'd rather play this game but but actually in a world with an actual story because there's definitely mm. some fun concepts in it you don't ever really want to learn the timeline because all the all the daughters are different so they all do different things and have different timings and when they die you have to relearn them every time so it's pain in the ass i'd rather do that in a 50 hour experience where like i see joy and i'm like i know exactly when she's going to be ready for her next attack i don't even need the timeline mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 it's this makes me sad but i understand i understand i was really looking forward to this one too and i was quite disappointed Despite yeah. still playing, I'm putting about 20 hours into it. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts? <sighs> no, not really. Um, be cautious with this one. I, I definitely can't just, just recommend it. It's it's too too hard, too too much of a reach. Sorry, but check it, out the it trailer. It has so many good reviews, though. That's what surprised me. Yeah. I, I heard about it because I saw some glowing reviews coming out. And I was like, where did this game come from? And I just, I watched the trailer before I read any of the reviews and it was an instant buy for me. I was like, yep, this is screaming at me. Like literally telling me to buy it. But I wish I'd read a review. I wish I'd uh, looked a little bit closer. Oh, well. <sighs> well, that is disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Shall, shall we rank these bad boys? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's rank these bad boys. Where do you think Paper Mario belongs? I'm going to put this as number four for the year. Even though I, I didn't have as exuberant of a review of it, because I, I I feel like people need to know that it's not a Paper Mario game if you're yeah. expecting a Paper Mario game. And I was, to an extent. I mean, I'd already played <laughs> Sticker Star, and you know, I, I'd heard about the paint one, so I kind of knew they were veering. But... That I think is important for people to know. So I'm going to put this at number four because I did. I am really enjoying it. I'm going to continue really enjoying it. I think it's hard to not recommend it to anyone other than someone who's looking for Paper Mario. <laughs> hey man, take the initiative. Rename it. Call it uh, Flat Ma Mario Does Puzzles in Origami Land. <laughs> Flat Stanley versus the Foldy Man. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. How about I, you? Where's yours going? Idea. Uh, this is a tricky one, because I definitely, I both hate this game more than most games on the list, but I'm enjoying the game more than most games on the list. I don't know where that puts me. <laughs> I, it's an actual mystery to me, but I only get one go at this. Above moving out? I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it above Ori. Believe it or Interesting. not. Interesting. But 
below Deliver Us the Moon, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, Gears Tactics, and Desperados. Yeah, I don't... This is this is a game I was playing right up to the wire, and it's like, I, I still don't understand my emotions with this game. <laughs> I do not... I, I definitely hate... Like, I'm mad about this game constantly, but I keep playing it. And I think it's just because it's an abusive relationship. We've had a very emotional roller coaster thing today. A lot of difficult emotions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not equipped to deal with these emotions. I just just want to play video games and drool on myself. Is that too much to ask? No, I think that's pretty fair. I mean, especially in these hashtag uncertain times. <laughs> just playing video games and drooling on yourself is kind of all, all you want to do. All you should have to do. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it took me this long to play something that was, like, this bleak. And a lot of subject matter is, like, the plague. <laughs> That's what's happening on the primary side, I guess, where all the color Man, that, is. Man, that is a bit on the nose, don't you think? Yeah, so so it, it, it took... I'm Like, I just now feel like I'm equipped to play a game like this. And after playing this, I don't know if I'm ready for, like... An, a last of us or something it just yet so let's put that one off for you why don't you play something why don't you play carrion for next week <laughs> yeah well that does look like dumb fun there's a good chance i will play that or what's, yeah, that, what's that other one neon abyss i i only saw the key art for that i don't know what it is have you checked that out at all uh no i've only seen the key art <laughs> showing up in game pass it looks very bright uh, couldn't couldn't go one episode without shouting out game pass <laughs> <laughs> one day we'll make it oh god speaking of shout outs uh we forgot our word from our sponsor today oh please yeah um so this episode was made possible by slotzy slotzy is the leading provider of dice they have over <laughs> five dice to choose from visit the play store and search for slotzy for one free game and then all the other games are free as well it's a free game play as many as you want it's the best place for slotzy and dice and i cannot recommend it enough thank you auto slotzy for sponsoring this episode <laughs> thank you and uh would you happen to have any you know uh conflict of interest in the matter no no i've never even heard of it before i'm just reading <laughs> ad copy oh, excellent okay well we'll, we'll roll with that <laughs> all right well that's that's been episode 36 i think uh i I've, think so <laughs> I, i've been arcadia aka brent aka brent Okay, Brent, and it's done. Andy, you talk. <laughs> you just, you've just been Brent. Nothing I'm, else today. My mind broke. Uh, yeah, uh, I've been Andy, a.k.a. Solid Talker, a.k.a. Slotsy in the Play Store. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> thanks for joining us today. Seamless. Thanks. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter. Please like and follow if you enjoyed our wild ramblings today. I don't know what else we're on. Uh, find us on every possible podcast store. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.